Hello, Gator Nation, and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for the Lake City Reporter. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators. On today's show, we're going to discuss those two quarterbacks in the first segment and what Dan Mullen has accomplished with them through the first six games of this season. In the second segment, we'll bring you some interviews with Sean Davis and Freddie Swain, who were named SEC Offensive and Defensive Players of the Week. And in the final segment, I'll bring you some interviews with new Florida commit Isaiah Walker and Miami defensive tackle commit Savion Collins, who was in attendance on Saturday. But let's start this show talking quarterbacks because the one in Baton Rouge is getting a lot of love this season, and understandably so. Ohio State transfer Joe Burrow in this new offense has just taken his game to another level in 2019. He and those receivers are putting up some crazy numbers, and this is obviously going to be the biggest test that Florida has faced this season in the secondary. Joe Burrow is getting a lot of love from national media now, and he has made himself a Heisman contender but I do think that Dan Mullen has not gotten enough credit for what he's accomplished with his quarterbacks this season. Now, from a statistical standpoint, Florida's quarterbacks don't even compare with the numbers that Burrow has been able to put up. But if you look at some of the in-game accomplishments that Florida quarterbacks have had, it's pretty impressive. And it started in the second game of the season for former starter Felipe Franks after his showing in the season opener against Miami, where he received a lot of criticism for both his play on the field and his behavior off of it, Franks bounced back in week two with an almost flawless performance. He throws for 270 yards and two touchdowns, completes his first 15 passes of the game, and finishes 25 of 27, which set a new school record at UF for completion percentage in a game. Better than Danny Warfel, better than Tim Tebow, better than Steve Spurrier, and all the great quarterbacks that have come through UF. Felipe Franks set that in the second game of the season. You fast forward three weeks later, and now Kyle Trask is your starting quarterback, and he rewrites the record books at Florida. Against Towson, he sets the school record for passing completions in a game, hitting 18 in a row with his last three against Tennessee and his first 15 against Towson. So that is two games this year where Dan Mullen's starting quarterback has gone out and completed his first 15 passes, and then he's had both of his guys set school records. I mean, I know it was mentioned in the media on those nights when it happened, but I just don't think that it's been talked about enough this season. And Dan Mullen really isn't getting the credit that he should for pulling that off. But I guess when you have the reputation that he does and the history that he does at the position with Heisman Trophy winners and all type of stats and accolades, things like this get kind of lost in the shuffle. But I just know all week that LSU quarterback Joe Burrow is going to be built up and built up by the media. And I'm not saying that Kyle Trask is as good as him or even on his level. But when you look at what he has accomplished in his short time and what Dan Mullen has done with the quarterback position this season, I think you should feel good if you're a Florida fan going into this matchup that your passing game can match theirs. Now, the other layer to this is that Florida now operates a two-quarterback system with Trask and Emory Jones, and that is certainly going to get used on Saturday in Death Valley. And when you think about how it's worked so far this season and what we've seen from this Florida football team, I'll go ahead and be the first to say it. We're starting to see shades of the 06 team with this year's group. You have Dan Mullen in his second year, just like Urban Meyer was in his second year. They have a two-quarterback system with an upperclassman who's more of a passer and an underclassman who's more of a runner. 
And you even have some things in common with Trask and Chris Leak. Both of them throw a really, really beautiful ball. Both of them led Florida to comeback wins at Kentucky. And both of them have had the school record for most passing completions in a game. Trask breaking Leak's mark of 17 against Towson. And then with Emory Jones, yes, he has dual threat ability like Tebow, but he's not a true freshman. He's a redshirt freshman. So as Mullen has mentioned earlier this season, he's much further along in his development than Tim Tebow was in 2006. And because of that, he can do more within the offense. And you saw that on Saturday with some of the throws that he made and the way that he was able to lead the Gators down the field during his scoring drive. Then you go to the other side of the ball, and like 2006, you have a really, really elite defense, may even be better than that year's group. And even the schedule for this year kind of sets up for the Gators like it did in 2006. Now, the away and home games are different, but like that season, Florida got matched up with an SEC West team from Alabama. This year, it was Auburn. Obviously, in 2006, it was the Crimson Tide, and the Gators were able to get a win against them in the Swamp, also with throwback uniforms. And now that sets them up to have a successful season in the SEC because by getting a win over their West opponent at home, now Florida can afford to go on the road and lose a game at LSU like they did in 2006 at Auburn. As much as Florida fans don't want this result, the Gators could lose on Saturday in Death Valley if they can get a win in Jacksonville against Georgia. That's really what the season is going to come down to. If they lose to the Bulldogs two weeks later and they remain undefeated, they're going to have that head-to-head over the Gators and get the nod to go to Atlanta. But regardless of how it plays out, there is a lot to like about this football team right now. This defense has already shown to be really elite, and over the next few weeks, they can make their case to be the best unit in the country. And on the offensive side of the ball, Dan Mullen and that staff are taking advantage of a strong wide receiver group, and they're making it work with Kyle Trask and Emory Jones, even though their offensive line is still a work in progress. So I really like the makeup of this team based on what I've seen so far. And like I said, there is shades of that 06 group, and I think you're looking at a potential championship contender in Dan Mullen's second year. When we come back from this first break, we'll bring you some interviews with Freddie Swain and Sean Davis, who were named Offensive and Defensive SEC Players of the Week. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked on Gators, your team every day. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Welcome back into the show. And speaking of that 2006 Florida football team, and just like the eraser, Sean Davis has been making big plays in Florida secondary the last few weeks. He's now had three interceptions in three games, and his pick on Saturday was the first of three for the Gators. He had a 41-yard return, and he also registered five tackles in the game and helped the Gators hold Auburn to season lows and points rushing yards, and total yards. And Davis has been doing his thing ever since he got a spot in the starting lineup. He leads the Gators with interceptions, and he's second in the SEC in that category. Here's what he had to say on Saturday after his performance. Well, the things that we go through in practice are hard. We work on all season. Like, we got to meet the Gator standard. Everybody expects us to work for the, to the Gator standard. So that's what we just trying to come and just keep keep punching in our head that we, like, we the Gators. So, did you feel like the crowd and the defense could rattle a guy like Bo next? Well, really, what was game planning? We knew he was a good quarterback. We know he's good on his feet. So we just had to prepare and play him like any other quarterback. So we just, like, as we prepared and, um, and practice, we just did some. We knew he was good on his feet. So we just played his um, 
played his ball. I feel like when the game started, we got to him. Like, uh, Grenard was getting in the backfield so fast, so he was just grounding the ball. So I feel like we started out pretty fast on defense. Right Sean, you said you're earning your respect, or you think a win like this, you kind of earn respect? I mean, I said that as like a whole, like people don't really respect us, so we just gonna make them respect us. That's something. What, what kind of an opportunity then is LSU? It's gonna be another top 10 game at night. I mean, they're a good team, we're a good team. We just gotta play play our ball, that's it. Is it as good as you guys played defensively though? I mean, especially the first half, you only go up two first down. I feel like when we came in this game, we knew what we had to do. And we just had to play hard, fight hard, and not give up no big plays. How impressed with your Kyle, just his toughness? I feel like he's him coming in, playing hard, playing against these tough teams. I feel like he's been preparing really, really well, and that's a big part to us because we look up him because he's our quarterback. I feel like that's that's a tough quarterback. Like a lot of quarterbacks don't do that; they get hurt, they sit out. But him coming back in and keep playing, I feel like that's that's a big thing. How good was it seeing Michael get that 88-yard run, especially knowing he's going to hit change for us. We needed that play, and he made it. So, Did you know that Auburn told him that he wasn't fast enough to play for him back in high school? He showed him. <laughs> Sean, can you talk about what you saw on that, on that pick and being able to come down with that interception? I saw I saw the the receiver one of the receivers he acted like he was going to block but then he still released and I seen my star he went and attacked the um, screen and I just stayed high on the um, vertical and I was just seeing the quarterback eyes and I just had to be playing the ball. You think you had a pick six on the play? I had a pick six, but every time every time I catch a pick, they pursue hard. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's October What's the challenge that lies ahead? Well. The challenge is we got a we got um, a lot of tough games back to back. We just got to prepare and work hard in practice. We got to get better and take steps every time in practice. So every week we just can't stay on the same step. We got to keep going up the steps just to win, and that's something we got to do. You also got a big day on Saturday from Freddie Swain, the Ocala native from the three five two. He made some huge plays against the Auburn Tigers from that slot position. Finishes with a career-high six receptions for 146 yards and a touchdown. That was the highest single-game receiving yardage total by a Gator since Demarcus Robinson in 2014 when he set the school record against Kentucky. Swain also finished with more receiving yards on his own than Auburn's entire team. Bo Nix just had 145 yards passing while Swain averaged 24.3 yards per catch. He currently leads the Gators in receiving yards this season with 280, and he's tied for the most touchdowns on the team with three. Here's what Swain had to say after the game. Uh, I think we did a good job. Uh, today shows that we never fight, we never quit. We, uh, we'll fight to the end, and that's what we did, and came out victorious. And then how big was it just to get that play on that first drive, and what did you see on that play? Uh, I just had a one-on-one -on -one route, for me, me versus a linebacker, and I won inside, and I got a great block from Van that, I was able to turn up and kind of score with it, so uh, I give credit to Van. And uh, oh, that touchdown right there was it was good to give us a confidence booster. You know, first drive, come out versus big team and set the tempo. I kind of seen it. I read it before the ball was snapped and kind of seen how I wanted to run the route and I came out and I, I won and made a good play. Seeing LaMichael run that in, icing the game, knowing what he's kind of been going through to get that, what are you thinking there? Oh, it's great. It's a big play. I'm a big guy and uh, kind of sealed the win, so it's great. Were you aware that Auburn told him when they were recruiting him that he was too slow to play at Auburn? No, nah, I wasn't aware of that, but I'm pretty sure they're regretting that right now. 
What did Felipe say to you after the game? I mean, seeing him around the program, it looks like you guys shared a moment afterwards. Uh, he's just happy for me. He came, like he came in the locker room before and was like, well, who's going to make the big play? Who's going to make the big play? And I, and I guess I had a pretty good game. And we seen each other, and we hugged it out and, and laughed and talked about it. This is supposed to be one of the best defenses in the country. What was it that they were doing or that y'all were doing that you were just kind of able to take advantage? I give credit to the boss, man, and, you know, the uh, coaches are putting us in positions to make plays. And when your numbers go, you just got to make a play. Freddie, how big was his game plan going in? How much confidence did you have in it? Um, well, we get, our, we get practices graded. So, I mean, all the receivers were grading out, and we had, like, a lot of catches in practice. So, I mean, I knew the game would kind of relay, like, like practice. So, uh, we just had a lot of confidence coming into the game, and we executed well. When we come back from this last break, we'll talk a little Florida recruiting and bring you some interviews with Davion Collins and Isaiah Walker, who committed to UF on Saturday. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked on Gators, your team every day. Welcome back into the show. The Gators had a huge recruiting weekend for the Florida-Auburn game. Several of their top targets in town, including some five-star prospects and official visitors, guys who made their OVs to Gainesville, included Emma Smith's son, EJ Smith, a five-star athlete in Darnell Washington, and Marcus Dumerville out of Fort Lauderdale. Out of those four guys, you also had four-star Ann Walker from Georgia. I think Dumerville is probably the guy that the Gators have the best chance on and certainly the Gators had to help their chances with Emmett Smith's son, considering LaMichael P. Ryan's performance and his dad being in town with him that weekend. The Gators are still trying to land a running back in their 2020 class, so he's certainly one of their top remaining targets as a UF legacy. And when you look at Florida's class, it currently ranks number 15 in the country, number six in the SEC. The Gators have 19 commitments. They have a chance to really climb up the rankings, get into the top 10 and maybe potentially top five if they can get an upset or a flip. The Gators added a big piece to their class on Saturday when four-star offensive lineman Isaiah Walker made the decision to commit to Florida while in town for the game. He committed to UF over offers from Florida State, Miami, LSU, Ohio State, a lot of other big schools. And he's a lineman with great size at 6'4", 309 pounds. He's ranked the nation's number 13 offensive tackle in the 24-7 sports composite. And he's 119 nationally in those rankings. Here's what Walker had to say after the game about his decision to commit to Florida and why he went with the Gators. Coaching, I just was ready to be a Gator, so for the day. How was the reaction? So I think before the game, I talked to Coach Mullen. He asked me ready to come again. I told him, yeah, give me a hug. I seen Coach John. Coach Johnson ran towards me, jumped on me. Coach Henry did the same thing, so it was just good. Yeah. What do you think about having that opportunity here? Just gotta work for it. I know I can't come in this take it, but I know I gotta come in and just work for the squad. So just said I come in, work hard, work for the position, you'll get it. Just come in, work hard. That's 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 Coach Mullen motto. Just work hard, keep pushing. So what convinced you to come to, uh, to Florida? Coach. I love the coaching. Having said, I do love having seen Mullen and the school. And I kind of look back on Rashawn too. Rashawn with Nolan, Rashawn with Nolan too. So I kind of went off them too. Obviously, you've been here a few times this year. Was it like a deciding point, like when you knew, okay, I'm gonna be a Florida? Yeah. Gator? How long ago did you? I know knew. Yeah. I just didn't say nothing. I knew. <laughs> I just. I didn't really say nothing. So I wanted to wait till Auburn game. What do you think made Mullen's day more, the win, or are you, or are you committing? But they told me it was both. He told me I was a start off then. Turn to adding guys to the class. You start recruiting guys. Have you started that yet? Do you know like, some guys you're going to go for? It kid from Columbus and Marcus Dumerville. Okay. I do want Marcus over here too, but I do know Marcus a little bit. So. How do you feel about those guys' chances of going to Florida? Chances are very high. I know Marcus' chances are a little higher. 
He is looking out Florida. I'm, I don't really know the Columbus kids more. I know Marcus Zay? more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Henderson? Yeah. yeah. When you go on your official, do you know when you're going to take that one? Is it I don't, I don't know. I, I think I canceled the FSU one. Yeah. But I canceled that one. So this is really my last official. I'm not going to go anywhere else. When are you doing that one here? I think after this season. December-ish? Yeah. So you're going to sign early? Yeah. Are you enrolling early? Yeah. This is giving me a lot more time to prepare because they want to put me in and I'm prepared for it. Now you said FSU visits probably off. Any, I mean, is it Florida and that's it? That's it. I'm just Florida. Cool. So I want to go. Now, Walker wasn't the only recruit from Miami that the Gators could be landing in the near future. They also had defensive tackle Savion Collins in town for the game, and he is a Miami commit. But when you listen to him in this interview, certainly Florida has made a strong impression on him. Doesn't seem like that commitment is firm to the Hurricanes, and it sounds like the Gators have a good shot to flip him from their in-state rival. It's just been good trips, you know. I've been chilling with my team. We just like the vibe out here. It's, it's nice. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. We'll see. What do you think about how Florida's defensive line played? Oh, amazing. I mean, spectacular, to be honest. Coach Turner's a good coach. I can see that. It puts out on the players, you know. So, what did you see from their game plan and just the way they were able to affect um, Auburn's Just the way, like, they're really athletic. They're, they know their plays. They are structured, you know. Sure. So they, they know what they do. Is it a type of scheme that you could see yourself playing in? Oh, yeah. I can see me and LT playing in SP any day. So, yeah, so. And what do you like about Todd Grantham, just the way he runs defense and that attacking? Um, he's smart. He knows how to make the offense do the way he wants to so he can back it down, all that other stuff. So I, I like his, his game plan, his mind is, is pretty unique, you know. So. Where does Florida kind of fit into the mix right now with him? Mom doesn't want me to say anything, so I'm <laughs> Uh, I can't answer that question. But. What is kind of sticking out to you the most then about the program itself? Everything. Like, the whole thing. But the majority is it, of it is just, like, family. Like, they really depend on each other. They, they expect the person right next to them to make a play if they can't make a play. You know, so it, that reliability on each other, I can, that's, that's something special. I'm sure you're going to base your decision on a lot of factors. Yeah. Uh, but seeing Florida in a top 10 matchup win a game like this, just how much does that help where they kind of stand with you or just show you about where they're at as a program? Um, it just shows that there's some dogs, you know, <laughs> and they, they willing to fight the good fight. So, yeah. As far as other schools, who's, who's kind of hitting you up the most right now? Who you talk to regularly? Um, regularly, it's just UM, Florida, LSU, and I think Penn State. What are you going to be looking for in school? What's the deciding factor? Um, really a school that's going to help me bring my game to the next level. How as so? long as I can find a school that can really challenge me, make me think outside the box, maybe become a better player than I am today, I will, I will gladly go to that school. That'll do it for the latest edition of Locked on Gators. In the first segment, we discuss Florida's quarterback position and what Dan Mullen has accomplished through the first six games. In the second segment, we brought you some interviews with Freddie Swain and Sean Davis. And in the final segment, some interviews with Florida recruits Isaiah Walker and Savion Collins. On tomorrow's show, we'll turn our attention to this Florida LSU matchup as the Gators get ready for a trip to Death Valley. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked on Gators, your team every day.